0: Hey, Josh Felber here, and just like you, I'm the typical entrepreneur, driving hard, type A, going after it, trying to build my business, trying to help and uh, grow and help manage my family and everything as well, and sometimes we forget to take care of ourselves, and one of the biggest things is understanding mindfulness and how mindfulness can help increase your success of your business, increase the success of your family and everything else. So take that time out for yourself. So I'm excited for you to watch today's episode with Dr. Eric. He's going to dive in deep how he transformed his health, his life, and his successful business to even being more successful. Make sure you watch today's episode of Making Bank. If you ever wondered and thought about it, Freedom. Freedom's super important. With all the craziness right now in the world and the resident running our country and everything else, it seems like a lot of our freedoms are trying to be snagged up and taken away. So if you'd like this freedom gear, want to support and show that you support freedom, that you are, you know, for freedom in our country and everything, go check out gratitudegear.com. Gratitudegear.com, the links below as well. And grab your free gears. Super soft t-shirts, hoodies hats, whatever that may be, that you love, that you like. And that's where I go and get mine, whether it's gratitude quotes, freedom freedom quotes, freedom gear, uh, truth gear. Uh, go take a look and find something you like. And, hey, make sure you use Making Bank 10 for 10% off at gratitudegear.com. You are listening to Making Bank, where we uncover the mindset and success strategies of the top 1% so you can amplify your life and your business. I'm
1: not sure why. I think I just was kind of accident that I hit my niche in real estate. I mean, I started in automotive. I took some time off during college and was a service manager. And I I certainly figured out what I didn't want to do. I was good at it, too. I even, you know, in college, I sold wigs at Kmart. You know, I came up from the bottom and I was good at that. But I just hit my niche with real estate. It just was something that I understood and I was good at. And I'm not good at everything like turning on the computer. You know, (laughs) I struggle. (laughs) I struggle. So I'm, I'm definitely, you know, if you put me in high tech, I'd last an hour you <laughs> right. know, in some things. So I'm not, I just, I think some of it was just dumb luck that For I sure. hit something that I understood and it worked with my conceptual brain. Similar to economics, you know, I started in business in college and I was bored to death with learning accounting and, you know, and yeah. principles. Yeah. But I took an economics course and I said, holy gosh, that's how the world works. And it yeah. was like I went from a C student to an A student. It was just like, whoo! you know. It was just like, what a relief to find out something that made sense for me because it sure wasn't science. I mean, I, right. science <laughs> science was a four letter word. But you know, you part of it. Part of it is finding where your niche is, where your I call it your element, where your passions and your abilities meet. Because sometimes we're passionate about something and we don't get it. But if you can find where your passion and your abilities meet, that's where I think you get to the top, you know, the top 1%. You
0: just go. And for you, I mean, what kind of process have you, and maybe you teach this now, is, you know, kind of finding that passion and abilities, that intersection point?
1: Well, one thing I think everybody has something in their private life, which they feel that sense of presence or peace might be fly fishing might be golfing, might be painting, you know, they have something that they feel that the mind slows down and they're just at one with it and mm-hmm. they crave it. And what we teach is trying to find that in business so that business is not a struggle that, you know, I love business. I don't have to be here. I just, you know, I enjoy the people I'm with and I enjoy the process And I think business can change the world. I mean, I've just seen what it's done. So we do have a process called the self-soul spirit model that we do in our workshops that kind of looks at what traits you have genetically and then your experiences and what you're you're good at. Like I have an entrepreneur as a trait. I also have some traits that aren't as desirable like a my way trait. Like, Josh, we're going to do it a way. Why don't we do it my way? Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, that hasn't worked that well for me. It does all right in a negotiation, but in longer term collaborative arrangements, I have to set that one aside. So it's learning yourself and learning what traits you have, because some of them are genetic and some of them are learned, depending on our experience, turn some genes on and other ones don't get turned on, depending on what we're exposed to. So we look pretty deep at that and say, you know, what are your pre- genetic predispositions and what are your experience and what's your skill set? We do it through interrogative questions. You know, the person knows, but it really takes, what, what I find is, and I taught, as, as you mentioned, at Colorado State for 20 years, mostly seniors. And time and again, I would have them in my office toward and say, why are you here? And they say, I really, you know, mom and dad said if I studied business or engineering, they'd pay for it. And would say, well, you know, next is job, wife, house, or husband, house, mortgage. You wake up when you're 50, you know, so yep. it might be pretty good to spend a little bit of time figuring out what you want and who you are and what you want. So we spend that time and a lot of, you know, a lot of times it's people in their 40s just saying, I'm knocking it down in business, but I would like to have a little more purpose, a little more peace of mind. I'm stressed out. I don't feel like I'm really making the difference. I just, you know, I know I'm good at my job, but that's not enough. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah like, I guess, how do you design, or I mean, I guess, how do you define mindfulness? And like, how does that kind of tie into, um, somebody has, you know, a a high, you know, a high type A CEO, you know, going after it, driving, you know, growing his business, scaling.
1: Yeah. Well, the first thing is it's not a, you know, mindfulness isn't necessarily meditation. That is one method. I mean, if we spend an hour a day in nature, you know, walking along a stream bed and looking at trees and birds and, you know, just the awe of the majesty that we have.
0: Mm.
1: But most of us are getting up early, checking emails, you know, already late, heading to the office, out of breath, you know, full slant of meetings, boom, 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 that we don't have that time. We don't think we do. If we looked at our calendar over two weeks, we go, oh, I'm wasting an hour there and two hours there. And that, you know, Multitasking is kind of a myth of at least doing it consciously. We can do a lot of things, but we're really unconscious to all of them, is what I've what I've <laughs> determined. So I'd say first is a is a an acknowledgement and a commitment to say I'm going to be a little more mindful. And normally, most people I say try some things that aren't meditation. And when you do try meditation, do two minutes. Don't do twenty minutes because our minds are usually. The, the, the reason is science says that mostly what's happening when people feel in peace and joy is their mind just quiets down. It's, it's a lack of mind activity and stress is the mind activity, thought. It's just going crazy and that's what almost everything in our society promotes. You know, everything that's coming at us, all the apps on social media and everything are just really getting our minds going. And that peace and joy come in the gaps, which is living in the gap, the program I run, those gaps where one thought stops before another one starts. So finding those little things, start small, can be washing the car, washing the dishes, you know, walking the dog. But when you do it, don't walk the dog on your phone. Right. You know, just set it down for, I mean, we can go without our phone 10 minutes. We don't think we can. We might miss out on that damn text that came in. And we didn't answer it immediately like everyone expects us to. Why didn't you get me? Why didn't you answer me? Well, I was walking the dog. You know, now I am. So I think some of it's just a, a, we have to take our focus back. We have to insist on it because business is great at stealing our focus. They, you know, sure. it's decided to, it's going to take our focus through advertising, through social apps, through media, I mean, it's all, there's so much coming at us, we can't digest it. Unless we decide that we're going to slow it down a little bit.